Good morning, and welcome to First United Methodist Church. We are so glad you are joining us today on this bright and shiny morning. Some announcements I need to call to your attention today. We have three studies that will be coming up in the next two weeks. will be lasting through January and into February. The first is the Book of Joy that starts tomorrow. If you haven't gotten the book and would like to participate, this is not an issue. You can always get the book later. Just go online and sign up under adults and live streaming small groups. Starting next week, we have Living Joy led by Reverend Bill Sarden. It will be a study on the 23rd Psalm and the related scriptures that we'll be utilizing in worship. And it will be on Thursdays. And reading a book, reading a letter of joy on the book of Philippians will be led by J.J. Galloway. It will start Monday week and it will be on the book of Philippians. Also, we have our sermon series that is starting today on joy as it relates to the 23rd Psalm. We find joy in all circumstances, even in those times when we least expect it. We have movie kits that will be given out tomorrow afternoon. If you and your children would like to participate in the study relating to movies and have a movie night for your family, you're welcome to go online on the front page is information about that. We'll be encouraging you to watch children's movies that have the theme of joy in them. And you will also be provided with your popcorn and snacks, as well as some information about the movies and how they relate to joy. We are so glad once again that you are here. Let us begin worship with prayer. God, we thank you that you are ever-present. For when we seek you, we find joy. And that is all we need, your presence with us. This week, as we go about the general daily routines, may we seek to embody that joy and share it with this broken world. Amen. I would like for you to join with me as we affirm today what we believe. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead, he ascended to heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Well, Happy New Year, my friends. And we're going to start this year off by singing, What Child Is This? Angels 
morning, my friends. As we come now to our time of pastoral prayer, uh, I want to share good news with you. Uh, our senior pastor, J.J. Galloway, though she was exposed to someone with uh, COVID-19, she, she and her mother have tested negative and will be returning to work this Wednesday. I know you've had them in your prayers, and we are thankful. My friends, would you join me now as we offer our prayers to the Lord? Our Lord in heaven, as we move from this Christmas season into Epiphany, let us be let us be conscious of the transitions that are occurring throughout our world at this moment. Transitions in which our children are preparing to return to school along with the teachers in a very dangerous and uncertain time. Transitions for people who have moved from one career to another. And transitions for those that are moving into a time in which they are entering into a new year without a loved one. We are constantly moving, Lord. Moving into new spaces. And those new spaces bring challenges of their own. But we can take heart in knowing that you are a God who is constantly moving as well. Moving with us towards salvation. Moving with us towards hope. And moving with us towards joy. And so as we have transitioned from discussing hope. And we move into this time in which we discuss joy. Help us continue to be a space of hope for others and also a source of joy. Because in this time, we need that joy more than ever. We need that hope. And as your people, we desire to be your hands and feet. But there are places we cannot go, and people we cannot care for, so we offer them to your care. And we ask that your Spirit would dwell with them offering healing, offering hope, and offering joy. But more than anything, Lord, let it offer Your presence. For there is our comfort, there is our peace, there is our hope, and there is our joy. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Today our Scripture comes from the 23rd Psalm and 1 Kings chapter 17 verses 7 through 16. We're going to be looking at the first verse of the 23rd Psalm. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. 1 Kings chapter 17, verses 7 through 16. After a while, the brook dried up 
because there was no rain in the land. The Lord's word came to Elijah, Get up and go to Zarephath near Sidon and stay there. I have ordered a widow there to take care of you. Elijah left and went to Zarephath. As he came to the town gate, he saw a widow collecting sticks. He called out to her, Please, get a little water for me in this cup so that I can drink. He went to get some water. He then said to her, Please, get me a piece of bread. As surely as the Lord your God lives, she replied, I don't have any food. Only a handful of flour in a jar and a bit of oil in a bottle. Look at me. I'm collecting two sticks so that I can make some food for myself and my son. We'll eat the last of the food and then die. Elijah said to her, Don't be afraid. Go and do what you said. Only make a little loaf of bread for me first. Then bring it to me. You can make something for yourself and your son after that. This is what Israel's God, the Lord, says. The jar of flour won't decrease. And the bottle of oil won't run out until the day the Lord sends rain on the earth. The widow went and did what Elijah said. So the widow, Elijah, and the widow's household ate for many days. The jar of flour didn't decrease, nor did the bottle of oil run out. Just as the Lord spoke to Elijah, this is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks Thanks be to God. Now we come into our time of tithes and offerings. And we remind you that ministry is still taking place here at First United Methodist Church Hot Springs. And your gifts, your tithes make that possible. We are still feeding the hungry. We are still caring for the poor. And we are still looking after the sick. And it is your offering and your donations that make that possible. You can see where you may send your check to the church, the address below. Or if you prefer to give online, the web address is on your screen also. Will you pray with me? Lord God, we ask now that as we give our gifts to You, that we are reminded that each and everything we have comes from You as a gift. And so we are merely returning a portion of what You have shared with us. But we discover in our giving there is a joy. A joy in doing for those that need Your care. A joy in sharing what we have and a joy in knowing that your kingdom grows. We acknowledge this and ask for your fruitfulness to bloom from these gifts. In Christ's name, amen.
you join me now as we ask for the Lord to be present and to speak to us? Lord God, we know that you have a message for us today. You have your will that you want to share. So we ask that we might be able to hear that, Lord. And that we might know the good news that God loves us. In Christ's name, Amen. The 23rd Psalm may be the most well-known Old Testament passage that has ever existed. Even if you have never been to a Sunday worship service, read the Bible, you probably know this psalm from going to a funeral or maybe even seeing a funeral portrayed in a movie or a television show. There is something that is incredible about this psalm. In just six verses, it is able to offer comfort in the darkest and most painful times of our lives. And so as I was preparing for this sermon, I couldn't help but reflect on the very first funeral I ever preached. It was a little intimidating. Uh, I hadn't been in ministry that long and I was asked to do the funeral of a federal judge who had died at a very young age. Melinda was only 45 years old when she passed away, leaving two teenagers and a husband behind. And like I have done for every funeral since then, I met with the family and we began talking and sharing stories and something miraculous happened that has happened almost every time I have visited with a family before a funeral since then. Amidst the tears and the sorrow as we were sharing stories of Melinda, laughter broke out. Not disrespectful laughter, not inappropriate laughter, but laughter of joy at sharing these memories of a wife, of a mother, of a daughter that this family dearly loved. Even in the midst of the greatest pain, God can offer us joy. God can offer us joy in those moments of pain because joy is not happiness. Joy is something very different. And your pastors discussed where we wanted to go after we finished our discussion of hope for the last six months. And the logical place was joy. Because we all need joy right now. And so over the next 52 weeks, we're going to look at the theme of joy. And more specifically, over the next six weeks, we're going to be looking at that unexpected joy that is found in the 23rd Psalm, going verse by verse. 
discovering that unexpected joy, and then bringing that joy to life with additional Scripture that shares how that joy was lived out, not only in biblical times, but lived out today as well. Because we all need a little bit of joy right now. Now, this psalm starts out, The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. And in the midst of a pandemic, it's kind of hard to imagine that is true. It's a little bit of a hard pill to swallow amidst some of you losing your jobs, some of you taking drastic pay cuts, others of you finding loneliness in the lockdown, and still others of you who have lost a loved one through all of this. Yet there is joy. There is joy that comes from our Lord. And if we will accept the Lord as our shepherd and accept the Lord and follow God's will, we can find that we truly lack nothing. And 1 Kings chapter 17 shares with us just how that might be possible. This passage begins with a drought. And for us today, a drought is more of an inconvenience. We can still go to the grocery store and buy food. We can still turn on our faucet and have water. We might be told that we can't water our yards or we can't, uh, we can't light fires as a burn ban on. For, for the most part, it's an inconvenience. But in those days, it was much more than that. They didn't have the farming equipment or the irrigation systems that we have today. They consisted of mostly sustenance farming, meaning that they were able to grow just enough to make it from one harvest season to the next. And that wasn't for a lack of planning. That wasn't because they were being slothful. It was because they didn't have the equipment. They didn't have the modern farming techniques to allow for them to build stockpiles like we do. So for them, a drought meant possible starvation and death. They understood a lack unlike any lack we have ever had. And that's exactly what we find with this widow that we have come to know as the widow of Zarephath. She's collecting sticks so that she can feed a last meal to her son and herself before they succumb to starvation and die. She has just enough oil and flour to make a couple of loaves of bread and then that would be it for them. But God speaks to her. A God she really didn't know because she's a Gentile. 
She's not a practicing Jew. That's why she says to Elijah later on, your God, the God of Israel. Because she doesn't know God, but she listens. She listens when Elijah comes to her. She asks for water, and she gets it for him. She then asks for bread, and the first thing she says is, I don't have much, I'm just getting ready to collect the last bit so my son and I can have a final meal and die. And Elijah says to her, do just what you said, but make me a little loaf too. And so she makes him a loaf before she makes one for herself or her son. And something miraculous happens. The next morning she wakes up and she's still got flour and oil to make three loaves. And so once again she shares with Elijah. And this goes on day after day after day until the rains come and a new harvest is gathered. This widow who understood what it meant to lack more than we ever can, found joy. She found joy in two places. The first was the security and the assurance that came with knowing after a couple of days that there would be enough to eat. There would be enough to eat each and every day. Now, our sinful natures get after us quite often. And we fail to appreciate having just enough. And if we're honest, most of us have more than enough, yet our sinful nature crawls into us and gets us looking for more, grasping for more. And it robs us of our joy. It's no secret, I love technology. I spent 10 years in the technology field before I became a pastor. I still read tech articles. I still try to keep up the best as I, as I can because I find uh, some fun in that. But what I like even more than that, even more than keeping up with the new technology, is owning and possessing the new technology, right? I mean, this October, the Apple Watch 6 came out. Now, I own an Apple Watch 5. And there's only really three differences between the two. The first is that it has, this new watch has blood oxygen level monitoring. Second, an always-on altimeter, which tells you your altitude at all times. And finally, the watch face is 20% brighter. So you can see it better in the sun. The truth is, is that the blood oxygen level monitoring isn't medically accurate. It's good enough to kind of keep tabs. Uh, I don't really climb mountains that often. Um, and quite honestly, I'm out in the sun quite a bit, and I have never had a problem seeing my watch face. 
But there was something in me, as soon as I found out about this, that was going, gotta have it, gotta have it, I need it right now. And why did I feel that way? Because obviously, I would know what altitude I'm at at all times. I could check my blood oxygen level, and the watch face would be 20% brighter. All things I never knew I needed or wanted until that moment. And the truth is, I don't need any of that. But our sinful natures reach into us. And instead of finding the joy of having enough or even more than enough, we clamor to have even more and lose that satisfaction and security that gives us joy that this widow discovered. Now the second thing the widow discovered that gave her joy was that every morning she woke up and she found that not only did she have enough, but she had a little more than enough. She didn't have an abundance, but she had just enough to continue to share with Elijah. There is something about being able to share in our abundance or our slightly more than enough that brings joy to us. It may not bring us happiness, but it brings us joy. Happiness is momentary. It's fleeting. But joy can continue on and on as long as we are willing to accept that God is our shepherd and we don't want because God has given us enough and when God gives us more than enough, we share. I bet you, many of you, felt that joy this Christmas as you gave gifts to others. I know that our congregation understands what it means to find joy in sharing when you have more than enough. This past Thanksgiving, we asked you to donate towards feeding a full Thanksgiving meal to 70 families. You responded so generously that we were able to not only provide Thanksgiving meals for 70 families, but we were able to also provide Christmas meals for a hundred families. I know of one family in our church that in their abundance, in their more than enough, decided to share by providing Christmas and helping another family with their bills. This is the same joy that the widow of Zarephath found, and it was the joy that carried her through a time of death of hunger, of sickness, and of poverty. She found joy because she was willing to accept that God had given her enough. And when God gave her more than enough, she shared it. And because of that, God continued to provide. The Lord is our shepherd, I shall not want. We shall not want when we accept that. We lack nothing 
When we are willing to live out the kingdom of God and share what we have. Because if I don't have enough and you share out of your abundance with me, then I have enough and you have enough. And if I have more than enough and you don't have enough and I share out of my abundance, then you have enough and I have enough. This is the way the kingdom of God works. It is the way that we were called to behave. And miraculously, when it seems like we don't have enough, God makes sure there is enough. The widow started with just enough flour and enough oil to make two loaves of bread, yet God made it last until the drought was over. And the new harvest came. There is unexpected joy waiting for all of us if we are willing to live out what we find in the Psalms. Willing to trust God. Willing to put aside our sinful nature that is always clamoring for more. Willing to be satisfied. And willing to share. It's something that this meal teaches us as well. This meal is absolutely incredible. It teaches us that there is always space. There is always a way in which we can share. Because there is always room at this table. No matter how many come forth, Jesus is always willing to let us come. There is always room for one more. There is grace for enough. There is forgiveness for enough. There is love for enough. And there is salvation for enough. In this meal, we discover not only is there enough, but there is more than enough. Because the Lord is our shepherd and we will lack nothing. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give our thanks and praise. We give thanks and praise to you, Lord, because you are a God of more than enough. You are a God that makes sure that we lack nothing. Even though sometimes our selfishness Our greed gets in the way and we lose our sense of joy. Yet you continue to give us enough so that we lack nothing. And so we come with you in thanks and praise. And so with your people on the earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join in their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy holy Lord, Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. We found at this table 
men and most likely some women who were following Jesus. Men and women that some would betray, some would abandon, and some would stay at the foot of the cross. Yet He loved them all the same. And He welcomed them all. Every single one of them was included as He took the bread and gave thanks to You, Lord. And He took that bread and He broke it. Saying, take, eat, this is My body which is broken for You. Likewise, at the end of the meal, He took the cup gave thanks to you again, offering it to His disciples, saying, Take, drink, this is My blood, the blood of the new covenant, poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you gather together, do this in remembrance of Me, reminding us that here we lack nothing. And so, in remembrance of these, your mighty acts of Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice, in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died. died. Christ, Christ is, is risen. risen. Christ, Christ will come, come again. again. Lord God, we ask that your Holy Spirit would descend upon these elements and the elements that are in each and every home right now that You would make them for us the body and blood of Jesus Christ so that we might know that we are forgiven, that we are loved, that we are blessed, and that we are saved. Lord God, let that Spirit dwell among us now so that we might feel Your Son's grace His mercy, and the joy that comes from following the great and good shepherd. All honor and glory is yours now and forever, almighty God. Amen. Amen. And as a people who are assured that we have a good shepherd, and that when we follow that good shepherd, we lack nothing. Let us pray the words our Savior taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. And so, in assurance that Christ's body was indeed broken for us, we take the bread. And that Christ's blood was shed for us, we take the cup. And we partake in God's goodness. And know now, that God's goodness dwells in your home and dwells with you now. Take joy 
and knowing that. Amen. Friends, I invite you to sing a final hymn with me this morning. There's a spirit in the air. go forth, go forth knowing that we can take joy when we acknowledge that God has indeed made sure we lack nothing. And Stop coming to church. Start coming to worship and go out and be the church. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.